0: Last time, the group got back together, broke off into their uh, watch groups. Akim collapsed, having uh, gotten back. He was looking quite ragged from the magic, the uh, Chrono magics he was using, uh, but not before he got a neat little treat from his uh, pet tentacle kitty, Kao. He has a... Uh, uh, a stringed necklace of a uh, fireball, basically, but the Starfinder version. So he rests, Brasha rests, while Addie and Rhapsody have a very uneventful watch. Rhapsody kept uh, a close watch on the tower at all times as Addy uh, walked around camp with her bow drawn. Nothing really happened for the first portion. Second part, Akam and Brasha take Watch. Occam camps out on top of his ship, the Skull and Tones, while Brasha climbed a tree using his magic boots and to keep a watch from the sky or from above. Few hours passed, uh, most of the ship mo- most of the shift had passed, when uh Akim heard thudding coming from the structure itself. Investigating it, uh, they discovered someone that uh, someone living that seems to be very cool with working and being lord uh, ruled over by Kriva. He claims to be the caretaker of the Rananex, and we left off with him descending into the structure with Occam armed. So, your shift was just about up. Daylight was kind of breaking by this point. The, the the longer you guys stood there, this kind of standoff between them. Your shift was basically up and the day was beginning to brighten. I'll say, uh, by the time Occam gets to the bottom of the stairs, Rhapsody, you'll be waking up, um, with Addie in your arms. Probably. Most likely. Very good. And you get out of the tent and you start putting on your armor, but there's no sign of the boys. Uh, the skull and tones is floating, pointed, <laughs> uh, is kind of like backed up into the near the entrance to the structure.
1: There is a very unhappy Rhapsody at this point, then. Okay. Um, Because whatever's going on, uh, she's now got to go face it without her magic because nope. there's not nope. time you for got her it to take an hour. Oh, I mean, she has to pray for an hour to get oh, it shit. every morning.
0: Okay, yeah. Sorry
1: um so whatever they're up to she ain't happy about it okay um and she'll ask Addie for help getting her armor on quickly
0: yep slaps it on she's gotten quite adept at dressing and undressing you so you both uh get geared up quite quickly and you stop towards yeah. the structure
1: yes very loudly <laughs> in my heavy arm
0: okay and you see Brasha standing there with uh, a big-ass rifle. Brasha, you're standing with a big-ass rifle and two very angry women uh, approach you.
2: He's currently etching something onto the side of it. He <laughs> says, Oh, hello, Rhapsody, Addy. What the hell's going on, darling? Uh There was a man in there, my gesture, uh, says he was a Renonek keeper uh, for Kriva. Uh, Akim wanted to try and get him out of Kriva's service. Uh, I attempted to help in that uh, endeavor, but he seems uh, quite uh, set in his ways. Uh, So, there currently, I believe, uh, Akim is trying to make him see reason, although uh, he's not exactly the most charismatic person (laughs) I've come across. But... uh, Akim is wasting his time. The man has two
1: choices. He can surrender himself to the Navy, or he can die.
2: See, and that's what I said... But, I don't know. You know how much of a bleeding heart he can be. Yes, well, this is not his mission. And she just
1: stomps towards the stairs. Uh, Have you had time to prepare yourself? I don't need much preparing to
2: take out a single man. True, but if anything comes after, I'd rather that you be ready. Well,
1: then you go execute the son of a bitch.
2: (sighs) hey, I'll, uh, uh, cease my, uh, inscribing. And, uh, start heading down the, uh, the stairs. Okay. Uh,
1: Ratsy will kneel down and plant her sword and begin her prayers.
2: Okay. Um,
0: <clears throat> I almost asked you what Addie's doing, but I I think I have to control Addie. Uh, <laughs> Addie is going to stand watch over you, Rhapsody. She has her. Uh, she's not even messing with her less than successful bow, and she's pulling out that big ass dwarven hammer, and it's crackling with electricity. And she's just standing at the ready behind you, getting ready to smash the fuck out of anything that comes out if it comes out. Uh, All right. And, uh, uh, Brasha, you can jaunt down the stairs.
2: Yeah, he's, uh, not exactly happy about this entire situation. Okay.
0: So, Akim, as you're making your way down and opens up into this torchlit cavern, uh, large cages placed around the perimeter of this wall, of the wall. There are large sleeping animals. You know him as Ranonex, You've seen him before. And uh, the the guy that led you down steps out and little pitter-patter, pitter-patter Brasha is uh, walking behind you, looking a little annoyed.
3: Brasha, said to watch in case anything happened up there.
2: <sighs> uh, the girls woke up and Rhapsody really? is more than a little annoyed, I guess. Uh she says uh Yeah pulls out a note He that- <laughs> <laughs> says uh Mr. neck keeper has two choices uh surrender to the navy or be executed.
0: The uh, rananek keeper has uh, turned around and he's got his hands up, especially when he sees you, Brasha, with that big fucking rifle. And uh, he's he can't really get a read on him. He's like, well, what will it be?
3: We're not worrying about that now. Show me the ones you said were ready.
0: He goes, points at the ones closest uh, to the entrance. We... Uh, Way we stage them, it's kind of an intricate process. We rotate them out and then send them when they're ready, and then we put new ones in. So that one, that one, and that one, and that one.
3: And how do they look? Like the they're
0: sleeping. They're, they are. There? Uh, they are the same size that you saw uh, when you first arrived at Kimura. Not the full, fully grown, angry kind that you saw when you entered the jungle when you fought that uh, Marikoi Solarian. But these are the same size creatures as uh, the one you fought in the uh, spaceport.
3: They have like the freaky, like, they look sick sort of thing. Yep.
0: Oh, actually, I have... Oh, no, the pictures for later.
1: They were the ones, like, attacking the wall, mm-hmm. right?
3: Yes. And we determined that that was not normal.
0: That's right. And that's what these look like. It's not natural looking, I should say. You're not helping. As I was telling you before... It's a process. We're working towards something. It's not a process. What?
3: It's not a process. This is how they end.
0: Well, no, that's how they are now, but
3: no, this is how they end. This is what is roaming out in the jungle. This is what is out attacking the Yes,
0: species. we're sending them. And
3: I like around. You're not helping them. You're causing them pain, illness, you're driving them mad. You're making them sick.
0: They'll get better once we've figured it out. We're very close. They used to kill themselves before they even made it to the city. Now Crevas sends them out as, you know, testing.
3: You should leave them alone, they're
0: animals. Don't do this but shit to them. But they can be better. We're working on it. Oh, no, that's not better. Look. You're familiar with bears, right? Where you're from, they have bears? What the fuck's a
3: bear? Not where I'm from, but yes, I know the fucking bears. Yes,
0: those were uplifted. We're uplifting the Rananex. It's just... No, you're
2: fucking not. It doesn't seem like he is going to uh, accept reason, Akam.
0: I know it's not pretty, but this is what it takes. We're doing the hard work now, and the Ranonex will soon be even more powerful than the dragons. You've been lied to. Give me a sense motive. You're not up.
2: I might have that. Um, okay. Sense motive is one of my fancy skills that I get to add a d6 to. That's right. Which I brought a 1 on my plus 4. So, uh, 17? Oh my god. um he is he not
0: only does he believe what he's saying but he is passionate you see uh passion but not mania i'll say that like he is not uh he is not duped you get the feeling he believes every bit of this this is what his entire life's ambition is and he's looking at the two of you just incredulous that like look we weren't supposed to be in space your kind weren't even supposed to be in our solar system progress (laughs) it was ugly at first but we got there this is the same thing
3: that is no it isn't
0: well then we're just going to have to agree to disagree have you ever met
3: an uplifted bear, like an actual one.
2: I've seen them.
3: I'll take that as a no. Come with me. You're going to go meet some real ones. And I'm going to drag him. I'm going to grab him by the arm and start dragging him back.
2: I'm going to uh, put my uh, my hand on Occam's shoulder. As he goes to it and be like, if we come up there and he's not willing to uh, surrender to the Navy, Rhapsody is going to put him down.
3: Stay with him. Like, come up the stairs, son. I'll go talk to her. And I'll go up the stairs.
2: Brescia uh, will kind of let out a long sigh and shake his head a little bit. Um, But... He'll start uh, pulling prisoner A um, <coughs> with with his gun, kind of um, pointed towards him, uh, like you would be marching a prisoner, like you would be. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, this is stretch. He hasn't surrendered to the navy, so he's not a prisoner yet. He could be uh, an executee. Okay, fair enough. All right,
0: <laughs> I'll go with it.
3: You're to look awfully a lot like those Vesk soldiers that were gonna blast you. Vesk soldiers, not Vex soldiers.
2: Uh, I mean, to be fair, I'm paying off a crime, <laughs> and very unhappy about this whole situation.
0: While you sit in your unhappiness, Rhapsody, you have your eyes closed and you're praying. You're collecting yourself. It is a it's a firm hour.
1: Yeah, it's an it's an hour in prayer every morning.
0: Okay, well, less than an hour. You I mean you're you're still conscious of the world around you? Akim comes up, and uh, Addie uh, tenses and stands. Uh, you you hear her walk in front of you. Did you kill him, Akim?
3: I didn't kill him. No.
0: Then he surrendered.
3: He's incapacitated, as far as that goes. And if if Rhapsody is just like kneeling down praying mm-hmm. and not doing a damn thing, I'm gonna just walk past them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Unless uh, Rhapsody wants to break her prayer. Uh, Addie is uh, uh, but you know, before you make a decision, Rhapsody knows Addie has her back. Uh. Completely.
3: Russia has. It.
0: Yes, but that's not so so you're walking past Rhapsody?
3: I'm walking past.
0: Okay. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm going to my ship. Okay. You can <laughs> I'm I'm hearing defensiveness. I'm just asking. You go to your ship. No. Okay.
3: I go on my okay. ship. I go into the <laughs> cockpit. I close the door. I make a portal. I stay in there for a second. I leave my cockpit. I get, leave the ship. I go back downstairs.
0: Okay. You do that. That happens. In Rhapsody, your prayers continue, and as Addie is as perplexed as I am, and she's she's got her hammer back up at the ready as you walk back downstairs.
3: Okay. But I... When I get down to the guy. Mm -hmm. Like, are you going to surrender to the Iamedian Navy?
0: Give me uh I think this will be intimidation. And Brasha, if you want to do one yourself or aid or whatever, you can. You have him at gunpoint.
2: Um
3: I'm not really trying to intimidate him, but uh seven guess if it's intimidating
2: (laughs) i was gonna say i'm just gonna aid but if he got a seven i'm just gonna do my (laughs) okay
0: uh it doesn't have to be intimidating i'm just like you know if my friend had a like (laughs) unless
3: i get to use profession dj i'm not getting very far in this
2: my or
3: and jump him into agreeing.
2: My uh, plus seven to intimidate gives me a twenty-seven. Jesus Christ.
0: Um. Uh, so what? What is this? Diplomacy? Intimidate? Intimidate. Okay. Twenty-seven would have influenced him. So uh,
3: let me let me try and and do a thing against Russia. I know I can't beat what he actually did, but I'm gonna try and do it. Okay. Try and do a thing. I'm going to try and deliver a message with just my eyes, with bluff. So deliver a secret message. Okay. Um. Starf- that was a
2: sixty. Okay. Um, I mean, do I incite that or? Yeah, like I think that's how you motive. Yeah, sense motive. Uh, um.
3: I'm offering him a way out if he understands.
2: <laughs> uh. Three on the dice. Puts me at a 10. Oh,
0: past secret message. There is a Starfinder thing for that. Uh, da, da, da. You're not in combat, so...
2: Eh, yet. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, 10 is actually kind of perfect for uh, that. There would have been 15 in uh, combat, but I'll say, you know, you guys have known each other. I'll give bonuses. You're not in combat. Uh, this guy doesn't quite understand uh, the way some of the world works. So maybe he doesn't understand Kasafa stuff. So yeah, I'll say with a 10, you Akim has, you know, in the past, you know, in as in the uh, spaceport story where you guys do stuff, you know he's tricky. He has plans, he has ideas. So yeah, you get the feeling that uh Go along with it. Would is that would that be accurate, Sean?
3: Yeah. I mean basically it's up to the dude now. Like if he says yes, so be it. If not, so be it. Like I I've I've got a plan if he says no, and I've got a plan if he says yes.
0: Um got a nat one cool. on the sense motive, so He's looking at you. Well, I think you may be overstepping your bounds as starfinders. So I'll I'll see what this navy has in store. Perhaps they could protect me from Kriva if no one else will.
3: All right, then. And I'll dismiss my portal and we'll take him up.
2: <laughs> Russia starts with just like a... <clears throat> <laughs> this guy—he <laughs> starts uh, uh, leading the guy onto the ship, and he's just.
0: Uh, so before you get to the ship, though, you walk up the stairs, and uh, Rhapsody, you're finishing up your prayers. You know there was the the, the back and forth, the uh, the the argument about progress and uh, eugenics goes on. I'll say that your hour is up. I'm, I'm. I didn't right. role play the entire hour, but uh, they, you know, it was a heated kind of hostage situation. So, about the time when you open your eyes and stand up, you see uh, Akim coming up.
1: Is this the prisoner?
3: Yes, and he surrendered now. So don't kill him.
1: That is not your call. He can surrender to me, or he can die. Those are the conditions. He's agreed to be.
2: Taken by the Navy.
1: Very well. Then he needs to be restrained and put somewhere safe until this is over.
3: I can send him to Komora.
1: That's fine. Just uh, let them know that he's to be held in the prison until I return.
0: And, uh, and Rhapsody, right. you see him for the first time. It's daylight now, so you see just this... Just... Hobo's mean, but just this uh destitute, muddy, gross, he smells terrible. Well, you can turn that on and off. But uh he smells terrible, he looks terrible, unkempt, but he seems to be decently taken care of. He's not like malnourished or anything. And he's kind of looking at you with uh amusement. And he's got his hands up still. He's still got Brasha with a rifle to his back. So he sees you and he kind of just gives a small smile. You
1: will be held in Kimura until I can transport you back to Valor's heart.
0: Whatever you say, boss. Kriva will come for me.
1: No, sir. He will not.
0: And uh, he he slowly walks uh, up to the ship.
3: I'm gonna shove him in the shower thing (laughs) like first thing just like get in there
2: perhaps you can use one of your many harnesses to restrain him
3: (laughs) (laughs) just stick to the bed in zero gravity
2: (laughs) that's just what they're supposed to be used for think outside the box Um... And there's so many applications.
3: Is Brasha standing outside of the ship?
2: Seems like it, right? Yeah, probably.
3: I close the hatch.
0: (laughs) Sure. Yeah, you, you lead him to the little shower. You have a lot of stuff on this spaceship. I was far more lenient than I am now uh you have you put them in the shower well, I imagine there's gotta be some sort of way to clean yourself there's hygiene kits yeah skin. it's fine yeah I'm, I'm fine with it yeah you have you have a little if, if it's just like a handheld thing whatever yeah, okay then... no that's good
3: i'm cleaning yeah it. a little
0: <laughs> the shower scene was gonna be different in my mind but i guess this is what we're at <laughs> there's a little there's a little handheld sonic doohickey so sure yeah you you can okay. you can toss it to them you can you can Uh, Sonic is sound so you can blow him clean if you want to Uh. (laughs) Uh, so yeah you you, you get him set up uh, mentally tell Karina to uh, go are you going to run away this is your chance this is your other chance to uh, get the hell away from this
3: No, I'm not I'm not leaving. I was just <laughs> shutting Brash out. I'm just, just giving you the um, option. Uh no, I'm gonna take uh uh I'm gonna take the knife fiber net that's on my mm-hmm. ship, and I'm just gonna like wrap that around his wrists and tie <laughs>
0: Sure. He also has two extra uh sleeves on his suit, so yeah, you can do a a, a fair bit. Give me I'm not gonna need a roll. You you're I, I'm not
3: really even trying that okay. hard. Like Karina can lock him out of literally mm-hmm. everything on the ship. So sure. um and then I'm going to put him in the uh I'm gonna put him in the cockpit okay. so that there's less shit he can fuck okay. with. Um I'm gonna sit him down. I'm gonna bring him some food. From the synthesizer
0: sure. thingy, something nice and spicy. Uh, uh,
3: probably, I don't know what this guy eats. Just some good food, sure. like hearty food, and because you said you look like fucking skinny. As no, shit. no,
0: he actually looks. He's not portly by any means, but he he seems to have muscle. He is nourished. So, okay. Yeah, you can give him food. That's fine. But yeah, and you're able to wrap him up right. in the net good enough. And this, these nine fiber nets, they have heavy weights on them. So like they're designed to like ensnare mm-hmm. and hold down. So you can absolutely wrap him up uh, to where he still has use of his hands to uh, eat. But you're right. Karina can lock him out of any system. So he is just sitting there, just kind of amused.
3: I'll let Karina know to... Uh, take him to Kamora, uh, and to uh, send message once she's there. Um, to uh, what was her name? Ichera. Ichera. What was her rank? High uh, commander. High commander. Hi commander. To high commander Ichera, that there is a um, a prisoner who is uh apparently bred into servitude to the this Kriva, um some sort of long undead asshole that's ruining the shit here Mm -hmm. um making the rananx he apparently is under the assumption that he's uh trying to uplift the x maybe he can provide more information as to what's going on as well as those that are still out in the wild and they should probably, if they need more information from him, start speaking with the Imedian Navy and working on, uh, working on like the bullshit politics of trying to keep him. Okay,
0: so you're you're writing this novel, and uh, he's just smiling, as uh, you finish up and uh, engines firing back up, getting prepared. Karina chimes in. Yeah. Coordinates locked in, Akim. I will be back as quickly as I can. I will remain at this location. Okay. And as you walk out of the ship... Uh, do, you want to roll? Go ahead.
3: do you want me to roll or do you want to roll? The oh, D4s? yeah, go ahead
0: and roll uh, 2d4. Oh, that's okay. a four.
3: Oh, that's another okay. four. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah, little nav (laughs) nav computer lights up and it shows estimated, uh, there and back again. (laughs) Uh, yeah, Yeah. you walk out of the ship and uh, skull and tones blast off into the sky,
3: announcing the evils of truth and love. Yeah,
0: as I said it, I know. (laughs) So, Rhapsody, Occam has uh, taken your prisoner and sent him to where you instruct him.
1: Yeah, well, he's taking care of that. Uh, she'll take Addie down to check out these animals to see whether she thinks they're worth trying to save or whether they need to be put down.
0: Okay. Uh, you get down there, and as soon as she gets down there, her face just falls. It's torch-lit cavern, caves. There, uh, some wrestling is going around, and she just looks horrified. She looks at them all. These things are kept just above the brink of death and whatever they're doing to him. And she's like touching, reaching through the thing and touching the, uh, the abnormalities. This is all wrong. How many, and she stands up, she's looking around. There are the four next to him, but there are several cages on the other side of the, of the cavern. There's like small tables here and there, but uh, nothing like real interesting, Stands out. It's just the cages and piles of uh, whatever they're feeding them. Yes, uh, they they don't. I don't think they need to be put down. They just need rehabilitation. It's going to take a lot there.
1: Are we sure the ones they changed can be rehabilitated? They're the ones that were attacking the city.
0: Yes, but they seem docile enough. I don't. I can't be for sure if they're irredeemable, but I'd like to have a chance before euthanizing. All right. And uh, give me a perception as you're standing in this room.
1: Okay. Um, A 17.
0: Okay. You see that uh, all over here, like you're standing while she's administering, you know, what age you can right then. She's just, uh, just, you know softly speaking curses but speaking kindly to them like like slowly stroking fur being very cautious in the cages she can reach through and get to them just fine they're like those big kind of jungle cages where because they're so big they can't do anything but she can reach in and touch them and all that but you look around the room and there's these four that are uh closest to the door then you see other ones of varying sizes with different looking mutations uh, you see a table with uh, more of the that crude uh, uh, charcoal drawings all around, and these are showing panels of uh, uh, creatures and big monsters. And you look across the room, and standing up inside one of the cages, head leaning forward, is uh, a humanoid. He's Wearing next to nothing, he's got a elongated skull, and he smiles. Oh fuck! I forgot what voice I was. Oh, I remember what voice I was gonna do. Um, and you see what looks like an Elibrian, and and if I ask you to roll a check for Elibrian, that's like me asking what a dwarf is in the Starfinder setting. An Elibrian is what an Eoxian is. They're a race of humanoids with kind of elongated skulls. I think they are in Pathfinder. Um, I think this is one of the ones that like just evolved from there. So I'm going to post a picture. So you see this person, the delicate features, grayish skin, but that that elongated skull is uh, the dead giveaway of what an Librian is. Looking at you, stone dead. Hey there,
1: Goldie. I am Night lieutenant rhapsody i'm darrow fifth have you been looking for me have been looking for a lot of people right now kriva is on the top of my list but you're not far behind are you going
0: to offer me the same deal he got
1: the iomedian navy allows anyone to surrender should it be done in such a way that we know it is meant and you can probably tell if I'm lying, can't you? I have a pretty good idea.
0: As you get further into this cave cavern, large open cavern, uh, I think we determined you don't have hair on the back of your neck, but your sense evil flares up. Like before, you know, the, the, the creepy, the the weird guy was wrong, ignorant, but he wasn't he was doing evil things. So he was not a good, he was not a good person, but this guy is just flaring evil. You just see it in his face. You just know in your biomechanical bones that this is a pure evil person. And he's just looking right. at you kind of salaciously. And he's in this cage. He's in the cage. Yeah.
1: Um, what kind of condition does he seem to be in?
0: Undead. Undead. Uh, well, other <laughs> no, than I know that. give me a, um, uh, if you want to go up to him, give me a medicine check as you, uh, inspect him.
1: Uh, medicine.
0: Okay. Yeah, I have that. A 19. Okay. Uh, you see that, uh, he's favoring, he's favoring an arm. He's, he's, he's taken some damage. He's got cuts. He's got scrapes. Nothing's bleeding, but, um, he looks tended to well enough. He looks uh, itching for a fight. He is a uh, he is antagonizing you, and uh, as he was talking to you, you just felt his uh, his gaze just needling you, condescending almost when he was asking if he was going to get the same deal that the other guy got. But he looks. Uh, what's your good? What's your role in all this? It's a tale as old as time. I ran a... We'll
1: shorten it. I'm on a timetable. Oh,
0: yes, Captain. I came to Traxis. I came to Triaxis... (laughs) I came to Triaxis looking for something. And I found it, and these brutes won't let me have it. And they serve someone... Far worse than I am. I just wanted to tinker. Evil is evil. There's no degrees. Well, you may look down on me, but what would you think about going face-to-face with the honest-to-godness vampire?
1: Is that what Kriva is?
0: Our records go back much further than anything you'll find in your packed world's archives. We know of this Kriva. We know of his plans and his... Desires, these fools think it's some sort of tyrant that passes on a lineage, but no, this thing he's been around for centuries. He's got designs. He's he's planning well, something big.
1: He's going to find that his plans are cut short. The Navy may have sent me after someone like you, but Ayamidi herself has sent me after Kriva. Does that mean
0: I'll play a role in one of your hollow plays? One of your acts?
1: Our meeting is the one that performed the acts. I'm not here to try to replace her. I'm simply here to carry out her will. And it starts with your death. You're a couple hundred years too late, my dear. Well. You can die again.
0: Are you attacking?
1: Well, right now she's talking to him. Okay.
0: Uh, Just the way you said and like, shit. (laughs) He looks at you with his uh, gaunt, undead face. No lips. You just see straight up teeth. We all serve a master, don't we? These fools serve Kriva, and you serve a higher power. I wonder what'll happen when the two mix. Well, you won't be. There's no
1: honor in killing a man in a cage. Though so I will let you out when I'm ready to deal with you, but right now Addy wants to tend to these animals. I'll be here, Captain. Of course you will. I'm not taking my eyes off of you.
0: And uh, the the green the green fiery, not fiery, the 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 greenish like ghou, ghoulish, literally ghoulish green eyes uh, peering back at you. And he goes to the corner of his cage and he sits down and he closes his eyes and he appears to be uh, meditating.
1: Oh, she's not taking her eyes off of him. Okay, for certain. So she doesn't trust him.
0: Okay. Uh, we will find out what happens next week. Mm, yeah, I'm not doing that on um, tits and tassels. No, is that a podcast? <laughs> That's probably not a podcast. <laughs> this is where we'll leave for this week. Uh, Darrow Fifth, the the thing, the being you were sent to find back in uh, Triaxian Nights, episode one, is. Enclosed, he is imprisoned, he's not going anywhere, he is meditating. Rhapsody is staring destruction towards him, and Addy is uh gently tending to the uh the Rananex. Uh for so where are uh what is Brasha and Akram doing?
3: I'm I'm heading to go find them.
2: Okay. Uh, Brasha has finished finished his etching uh, on the side of his weapon and is, uh, I guess, going to start packing up camp since no one else did that. <laughs>
3: Big booty beam blaster.
2: <laughs> Actually, did you find uh, the name? Do you
0: want to reveal uh, what you're etching on the side there?
2: Yes. Uh, my... Spick and Span bright, brand new invention. Invento laser is named Delicassere. And we will find out
0: what the hell Delicassere is <laughs> next week. Same Hex time, same Hex channel. Hex Grid Heroes.